Hello, hello everyone and welcome. I want to thank you for listening in right now. My name is Nyla and this is Greener Thoughts. It's the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, proactive ways you can protect our planet and more. This episode topic is all about dangerous thermal receipt paper and its safer alternatives. Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday. Please be sure to favorite Greener Thoughts, share, and also review Greener Thoughts. All of these actions will help Greener Thoughts grow. You can contact Greener Thoughts by sending a voice message into uh, the website anchor.fm forward slash Greener Thoughts podcast forward slash message, or you can send an email to Greener Thoughts podcast at gmail.com. Okay, everyone, so there aren't any uh, different and new types of uh, episode announcements, so I'm going to jump right into uh, our segment up. So, of course, you all know that I renamed the another new segment, so it's going to be called, uh, from now on, and I talked about it earlier in the previous podcast, um, Headlines from the Hemispheres. And so it's just a quick briefing on environmental news globally. So we're going to jump into the first headline. So the first one is about uh, Trump. So Trump administration proposes major changes to bedrock environmental law. You can learn more about that news piece on NPR.org in the environment uh, section that it has. And uh, this uh, news piece is a part of the special series um, in this um, the environment and energy collaborative uh, effort that NPR has. So uh, now what is going on and what the Trump administration has been um, trying to push and has been uh, doing for a bit um, is that now it will be easier to approve huge infrastructure types of projects that are going on that have to deal with construction. So things like oil pipelines and highways and those type of uh, projects, major projects. A uh, recent proposal earlier uh, this January is going to limit the environmental uh, reviews uh, for these types of big projects and uh, federal uh, agencies. Well, now they're not going to be expected uh, to examine how these projects will impact things like climate change, for example. And the proposal is going to put new limits on the implementation of the 50-year National Environmental Policy Act, otherwise known as NEPA. And environmental groups are criticizing uh, the new proposal uh, because they say that the proposed uh, two-year time frame for agencies to issue um, comprehensive environmental impact statements Um, it's really, really a short window of time, two years, and also the restrictions on public comments for opposition uh, to any proposed uh, projects. Uh, The White House uh, CEQ will collect public comments for at least uh, 60 days before making the final rule of this proposal. Um, And then also under the new limits, um, federal agencies will also need to consider effects that are, quote, reasonably foreseeable, end quote, and um, also how um, there's a close or 
quote, close causal relationship, end quote, to the uh, foreseen projects that they uh, are deciding to, you know, try and make happen. The uh, second headline is all about uh, meat and specifically American meat. So American meat will never be welcome in the UK. You can learn more about that news piece on treehugger.com. And um, the environment minister actually stated um, this sentiment. um, And it was stated that post-Brexit trade deals will not allow uh, chlorine-washed chicken or hormone-treated beef. So they will just not allow it. And the environment secretary, her name is uh, Darissa um, Villers, if I'm saying that wrong. I'm so sorry. And she says, quote, there are legal barriers uh, to the imports and those are going to stay in place. We will defend our national interests and our values, including our high standards of animal welfare, end quote. And then she also said, quote, um, that the government will, quote, hold the line, end quote, uh, on this even if insisted upon by the U.S. president in trade talks, end quote. Uh, the third and last headline is about the Vikings uh, and in their recent history uh, that they um, did some reflection, I guess you could say, of their own uh, when it comes to uh, the climate. Uh, so way back in history. So the cl- the uh, Vikings erected a rune stone out of fear of a climate catastrophe. You can learn more about that exciting headline and the news there on ScienceDaily.com in the science news section. So on uh, about the Vikings, researchers uh, were um, gathering information and they uh, found this out from uh, where they were researching from, the University of uh, Gothenburg. And the Roik um, rune stone was erected in Oyster Gotland, and it was around 800 CE. Um, in the uh, world's most famous, it is the world's most famous rune stone from the Viking Age. So that Roik um, rune stone is one of the most famous of that age in the Viking in the uh, Viking Age period. And so researchers from again the University of Gothenburg, uh, they uh, found out that the the new interpretation is now published and their findings there. And the inscription consists of nine different riddles. And the answer to those five to, to five of those riddles um, is the sun. That's the answer. And so the study is pretty cool. And it shows that the inscription deals with um, an entirely different kind of battle. You know, the battle between, you know, light and darkness, warmth and cold, life and death. Um, the research is pretty interesting as a whole, I think, you know, for anyone who's interested in um, Viking history um, and inscriptions and those type of things. I will leave the research link in the show notes so you can check it out. So the news for this news piece comes from treehugger.com. And um, I guess the reason for this episode is pretty simply because now that the season of holiday shopping is over um, and it's a, you know, bright and shiny new year, you know, not all is really good. But, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, the things that happen to be the chemicals in the paper that we was 
that we receive from shopping, the receipt paper, all those gifts that you purchased or may have purchased in, you know, December or earlier, um, you know, to prepare for the holidays, all those gifts, um, if you purchased them maybe in store and you had a receipt attached to them, essentially, uh, you, you don't have the burden of having those chemicals in your system, in your body, on your hands. And, you know, all those gifts over the holidays, you know, you, you may have received receipts for them, not everyone, but uh, for the majority, that is a common occurrence here in the U.S., um, if you return any gifts, uh, you will you will have needed a receipt to return your gifts. Um, and if you usually request a receipt, um, you have you know reason to worry you're at risk. Um, so this episode goes out to you, and so I just want to share knowledge um, about thermal receipts, the commonplace receipts we have in exchange when we purchase a product or have a service done. And so we have these receipts. At the end of it, uh, to show proof of purchase, you know, to return items, to you know, get the um, survey on them, and, and prove that we, um, you know, purchase whatever we what it is that we purchased. And so I want to discuss uh, what these thermal receipts are, why they're kind of dangerous, and why you should you know look out for them, and then discuss alternatives um, to this toxic kind of thermal paper that we use today. So I, I entitled this um, piece, hashtag skip the slip, and uh, that will be a notable hashtag. Um, it's used uh, by uh, a number of different organizations, you know, Green America, for example, and so they're championing the cause, and also I'll talk about later um, another individual on the political side uh, who is um, really um, passionate about uh, making sure the thermal receipts are, you know, long gone and that they are a thing of the past. So I want to jump into, uh, first off, the harmful effects of thermal paper. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. So as far as a thermal paper, it is simply uh, the thermal paper that's used when you uh, buy something um, or um, have a service done and you are given the receipt um, after your, the service is performed. So um, the receipt paper is usually shiny, a smooth paper that you know most retailers in the U.S. they now use um, as far as their printing. And so when they give you the receipt, it is that warm, uh, shiny, uh, almost brand spanking new paper that they use uh, whenever they give you a receipt. And so thermal paper uses heat rather than ink to form uh, letters and numbers, and it relies on a really horrible uh, chemical you may have heard of, um, BPA or bisphenol A. It does uh, this when it comes to the thermal um, part of the paper that it has. So if you scratch the receipt, for example, and you see a dark line, sometimes you'll be able to see it. Um, You know that your receipt paper will contain and does contain BPA. Um, or maybe a substitute for BPA known as BPS. So uh, we all know that BPA is toxic because of its hormone disruption properties and it's absorbed mainly through the skin. And so you really have you know, that risk of contamination and exposure because you're touching the receipt 
we all know we may stuff it in our pockets, our bags, our purses, backpacks, wherever. And uh, it's toxic because you're in contact with it. And if you buy um, and purchase from a lot of different retailers, um, especially in-store mainly, um, where you'll get the dermal types of receipts, then you're putting yourself um, in, in, in more exposure and have more risk there. Now, versus online, that's a bit different because um, sometimes retailers may have, you know, e-receipts may give you those or maybe they'll print out um, a, you know, receipt for you. But it's different because that's on copy paper, printer paper. That's not the typical uh, thermal paper, again, that you would have in store. Um, In the UK, um, they have estimates as far as their uh, receipt use. And in the UK, it's an estimated 11.2 billion billion receipts with a B that are handed out every single year. And it costs around uh, 32 million pounds or euros um, to uh, make uh, and generate, it generates 1.5 billion pounds of waste. So that's a lot um, as far as um, waste and as far as the cost to even make um, that paper and, and dish it out as 32 uh, million uh, euros. Uh, next, I will also want to talk about another thing that, um, you know, learning about thermal paper and everything, it's, it's you know, common knowledge to some extent um, that it's a receipt that's used, but what may not be so common is knowing that thermal paper paper cannot be recycled. Nope, it is not safe um, for um, recycling because of the chemicals in the paper again, and it's only safe uh, destination is, you know, in a landfill, unfortunately. And, you know, recycling um, in that process, it would be too much because the BPA or BPS um, within the thermal uh, receipt paper. It would just be released into the environment, of course, causing uh, further uh, damage because, of course, uh, animals, plant species, etc., are not immune uh, to these types of chemicals, BPA, BPS, and others. Um, and those who are at most risk, also besides consumers, if you shop a lot, um, there's also you know the risk for employees. Employees who handle every single day sometimes uh, receipts, they have, you know, sometimes estimates of over 30% uh, more BPA in their bodies, in their systems, and also BPS if um, BPA isn't used um, in the receipts. Uh, Next, I want to jump to um, what the data says about uh, receipt paper. So the statistics, um, recent statistics about receipt paper and preference um, with it and other statistics. So according to the uh, Green America survey, pretty recent, uh, their survey, uh, what do Americans think of receipts? Uh, they have uh, different data that they released about it within the survey. So I want to talk about some of the statistics there. So 40% of of the respondents uh, say that they have uh, signed up for digital receipts, which is really good. That's a really high number, Um, almost half. And then 42% of the age group uh, from 25 to 34. um, And then 55% of the age group of um, people 35 to 44 um, have signed up for digital receipts and among members of the ages um, from 16 to 24, 
uh, only 33% have signed up for digital receipts. So we know uh, that those who happen to be a little bit on the older side, 35 to 44, um, they in the 55% range um, have signed up for digital receipts. So that's really good. But those who are a little bit younger, 16 to 24, they've signed up for digital receipts at about uh, 33% um, of the time, 33 percentage. Now, when it comes to how um, or why um, people prefer digital receipts over paper, there are some different results there. So almost 14% of the respondents say um, that they're choosing or trying to avoid uh, toxins on the uh, paper receipts. So that wasn't the um, highest rated response um, as far as why they're wise as to why they're using um digital receipts over paper, but 31% of the respondents said that they feel more socially responsible when using digital receipts over paper. Uh, almost 35% said uh, that, you know, they don't fade over time. Digital receipts do not fade over time. So that's a great uh, win for digital receipts. And then lastly, you know, almost 64% um, of respondents say that they don't want to lose their receipts. So they opt for digital receipts over paper. Um, I want to also break down a few more things as far as the respondents. So 70% of the respondents surveyed, they uh, said that they uh, prefer digital receipts because they cite the environment as a reason why. And then also nearly 70% of those who prefer digital receipts uh, say that part of the reason uh, of that is because they are easier uh, to uh, store. So uh, those who prefer, you know, digital receipts say, you know, they're uh, really great and you just have your digital receipts. You don't have to worry about um, it being, you know, something lost or anything like that. Um, on average, the survey respondents say that they end up, you know, tossing or losing, you know, over, um, you know, 50% of those say that uh, they will, will lose a paper receipt, um, you know, that they receive. Um, including the ones that they intend to keep. So among those uh, surveyed, a lot of them just lose the receipts that they do have if they're paper. And then uh, just over 25% um, of those surveyed uh, say that they throw away or lose uh, nearly all, uh, quote, uh, of their paper receipts that they're given. So you know, that just says a lot, you know, with the paper receipts, there's that responsibility that, you know, maybe you would be more resourceful and not waste the time that the person, you know, um, gave in giving you that receipt. But people, you know, are forgetful. Sometimes we get busy or we lose things. It happens. And so I think the best thing, of course, is to have that digital receipt, which you can then you know, check if you, you know, missed an item or print it out yourself on copy paper, less toxic. I want to jump, I want to jump in now to uh, some of the last uh, parts. So for, for more information, the next uh, part here. So um, all of the links um, about the research and everything, I'll put them also in the show notes. There's more links I'll talk about a little bit later, but um the a link for the Green America Research um, Receipt Survey, that uh, paper receipt survey will be um, again in the show notes, so the details will be there. And then also the um, 
green America uh, hashtag skip the uh, slip. Information about that will also be in the show notes. And then lastly, um, a bonus sort of thing. Um, Tree Hugger has um, a really great uh, information. Uh, I love their uh, news. And that's, of course, what I used um, for this uh, episode. And so they have a poll. Um, it doesn't have too many um, respondents or um, those who've submitted um, just, you know, their answers for it. But I will also link that poll in there. And it's just their, um, would you prefer your uh, receipts uh, to be paperless? And so I'll also link that in uh, the show notes. Lastly, I want to give you all some notable quotables. So, quote, um, according to uh, Green America, quote, uh, we, when we touch receipts, the chemical coating is absorbed into our bodies through our hands in mere seconds. Researchers at the New York State Department of Health documented connections between BPA exposures and developmental and neurological problems. BPA impacts fetal development and is linked to reproductive impairment, type 2 diabetes, thyroid conditions, and other other health concerns. Companies have sought out non-BPA paper, but the typical replacement is BPS, a similar chemical which research indicates has similarly uh, detrimental effects as BPA, end quote. And then I want to talk about another uh, quote uh, from Todd Larson, uh, Green America's executive co-director, what he said about receipt paper. He says, quote, given the high cost of receipt paper for businesses and the shift of consumer preferences, it makes sense for businesses to offer a digital option for customers who prefer it rather than print receipts that are often thrown away. When companies make these options available, it's good for the environment and the bottom line, end quote. So I'm really happy to get to talk about this obscure kind of topic because it's something we don't always think about as consumers, as people who buy or even make things, um, because it's, it's commonplace that we shop. Um, in store or wherever we shop, but it's not commonplace to think about uh, the receipts sometimes, you know, after we shop. Sometimes, you know, we do discard the, the receipt or shred it or try to recycle it, but now we know to, of course, landfill uh, those types of receipts. But, you know, taking a receipt is an option and it's not a requirement. Like, you don't have to uh, get the receipt uh, when you're done purchasing your items or having that your service be done, whether it's for your hair or for your car or for anything like that. So you have choice in that as a consumer or even as, you know, a seller, as a, a manufacturer or someone who's doing business with others. Um, the receipts that you um, give to someone, it does not have to be, again, that thermal paper, that BPA filled, that BPS uh, filled and toxic paper. And, um, you know, if for, for some reason you're shopping for me, I do love, uh, the survey codes or gift card codes or giveaway, uh, types of, um, incentives that are on receipts. But if I had an option, I would, uh, choose, uh, having a digital receipt, which is amazing. Um, I love Chipotle. That's one of my uh, favorite places to go, uh, just for food, you know, sometimes, 
um, amongst other places. If I'm, you know, in a, in a, you know, a, a, a bit and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm running around and I'm out and about and I don't have time to, you know, uh, come home and uh, fix some grocery uh, stuff together for dinner or whatever. Um, then, you know, Chipotle is the place. And so uh, for me, I think uh, opting for the digital receipts is better. If they do come with the, um, you know, coupon code or um, incentive or giveaway, which is fine. And an email form is, is great. So I'd opt for that. Um, for those who, you know, maybe abroad, I don't know how receipts are done abroad. They probably are similar or maybe not similar. I'm not sure. But in the U.S., uh, that is one of the, you know, chemicals we have to contend with, the BPA in thermal uh, uh, receipt paper. So to ward against that, um, you know, going the digital route is best. Uh, for me, um, sometimes when I do go to a shop, like an online shop, which makes more sense, like maybe Sephora or Ulta or even uh, most times Amazon Smile, um, you'll have the receipts emailed to you, which is amazing because it's easy uh, on the go. You don't have to worry too much about uh, trying to find, you know, a receipt, um, especially when it's just there on your computer, emailed to your uh, preferenced um, email address. Um, and so you have choice there. You can send the address to your work if it's a work type of purchase or service, um, your uh, regular email or junk email for promotional emails, things like that. Um, or for maybe a um, business email address, you may have uh, receipts uh, sent directly there for any type of uh, business purchases there. So you have options uh, with your emailed and digital types of receipts. Um, when it comes to that, there's also no waste. Um, if you do print, for example, your receipts though, and you you know need it for uh, documentation or for taxes or something like that, you can maybe um, have just that file again in PDF form in your your email, which is great. But if you have to print it, you could then shred the uh, uh, receipt and or you know recycle it, whichever works. Um, but make sure to block out and black out your um, address and um, any um, credit or debit numbers on your receipts because you don't want your identity stolen um, because you're recycling that paper um, or anything. And then when it comes to emailed and those digital receipts, they're great for keeping track of expenses. So like what I talked about with taxes, if you write off any of your equipment or business items or anything of that sort, you can write it off, um, keep track of those expenses as well. Um, and then also, I think uh, with emailed receipts, they're great as well. Um, other than if you, you know, check into your um, bank account and just see your transactions, emailed receipts are good because you have that, you know, um, notification and everything, those statements um, that you get from your bank, but also you have the emailed receipt so you know um, through your email what you purchased and when and how much and everything like that. Um, I think key uh, takeaways for this um, episode, just this topic in general, is, you know, for me, I love a good receipt. I do. I love the, um, you know, itemized um, listing of it, the savings I may or may not get depending on the merchant, like maybe a grocery store or a gas um, station or somewhere like that. But I also, you know, I'm not I'm going to, you know, love, you know, the cost of, you know, those receipts to my health. They're not worth it. And I hope they're not worth it for you. 
And so next, um, in the Mother Earth Minutes, we're going to check out some helpful uh, tips to go ahead and, you know, save you the headache of having that toxic paper in your life. Do you love Greener Thoughts? Supporting Greener Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes, future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. I greatly appreciate and love all the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in the show notes of this episode. It's the direct support link for Greener Thoughts. So in the Mother Earth Minutes is where we review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue in the episode and save Mother Earth. Now the message for this Mother Earth Minutes is that we're going to talk about the alternatives to BPA paper receipts and also BPS uh, paper receipts, that thermal paper that we've talked about. One of the first tips is really simple, again, having those digital receipts, uh, having uh, them emailed from the retailer that you uh, purchased from, bought from, or sold to, anything like that, uh, to you as a customer. So those um, that needs to be more common. Um, you can also, uh, with um, having that digital um, receipt, you can make sure that you opt out of the promotional or promo emails that they have, um, even though you know you may get in your receipt uh, virtually and having that uh, digital confirmation there. You want to make sure that you uh, don't junk up your inbox or spam folder and have the promotional emails that they unknowingly sign uh, you onto. So you can have that unwanted, you know, sales info or anything like that email blasts from the company that you're getting the uh, receipt from, you know, unbeknownst to you that they may add you to. Uh, number two is that you can use Google Pay, Apple Pay, uh, Samsung Pay. Um, and other types of um, payment systems um, direct from your cell phone to make types of small purchases. So instead of uh, going in store and you know using maybe your debit, credit card, etc., you can use you know also uh, PayPal. They uh, have their system in place where you can of course pur- purchase online and have the receipts mailed um, or emailed t- uh, to you directly. Uh, there are also uh, different types of plugins. Um, there are a few uh, like Flux, uh, F L U X, and it creates an itemized record um, of your transactions as a user. And then there are other apps um, that are kind of similar, um, like Transaction Tree and also Y Receipts. Uh, then uh, also when it comes to you know having that smartphone. Um, digital uh, purchasing confirmation with those receipts there, uh, you can have uh, on your phone sometimes uh, the retailer or business or person or whomever is selling something or uh, having the service done. When you get your receipt, it can be sent directly to your phone. So um, sometimes uh, they'll send it to your phone number uh, and or your uh, email address and you'll get the notification on your phone. Uh, the third tip is to be selective about the types of receipts that you do accept. 
So this means not accepting, you know, every type of receipt that you, you know, make purchases on. You know, maybe major purchase items, um, but even then you can have um, the uh, simple copy paper um, version or um, something of that sort, not necessarily having that thermal paper that will just get lost uh, eventually. So, you know, when it comes to, you know, types of those types of receipts, you know, only take receipts for things that you know you're going to have a high chance of returning that makes more sense. Or, you know, like I said before, if you're, if you're claiming a business expense um, or things that really can't be tracked online, that also makes sense to have a type of receipt for. Um, something like having a receipt for um, a pair of shoes, that makes more sense because you'll, you're more likely to sometimes return uh, shoes, clothing, uh, maybe appliances that don't necessarily work. Uh, but don't return or have um, receipts uh, for things like a meal, you know, eating out or groceries because you can't really return those all the time and you really don't need a receipt uh, for those types of things. Uh, number four tip is to ask stores uh, to uh, reconsider their system. So ask stores, you know, how they um, do the receipt policies. If you're a regular shopper and you spend money um, at that establishment, you should be able to, um, you know, witness and evaluate how they um dispel or do with their uh, thermal paper, how they do with their receipts um, and how they use that. And you can bring them up to management or you could write a review online um, about the business, maybe the manager, their policies, their practices, or you can, you know, take it a step further and contact uh, corporate in a corporate office. Um, you could also start a petition. That's, you know, if you're the activist type and that's more your speed, you know, there are avenues for that. So you have a, a variety of options, you know, um, you know, letting management know that you shop here, you shop there at the, at the um, some type of business. Um, let's say it's a book business and you um, buy books all the time, maybe weekly, monthly, and you notice that they um, have receipts, paper receipts, those thermal receipts. You know, if you write a line on them that they'll show. Um, and that's a problem. And you want to bring it to the manager. And you want to say, um, you know, that this has been an issue that has raised concerns, recent concerns for me. I, I'd like to know your policies that you have in regards to maybe changing uh, your your receipt paper Um implementation you know if it's digital uh, could that be done uh, etc so you could directly talk about your concerns especially if you you know put money into a business and your customer and a regular and the staff know you that'd be the perfect time I think to um, you know ask them how they um, could reconsider how they uh, uh, put out receipts um, next uh, the fifth uh, type of uh, step and the last one is that you could petition against the use of uh, paper receipts and uh, like I said before you know get involved have that activist vein there um, and you can really do a lot so and um, you can help reduce unneeded waste for example by signing this the petition I'm going to talk about to support AB uh, 161 it's legislation that will bring California 
uh, into the 21st century and it will require businesses to provide uh, receipts digitally um, unless a customer asks for, of course, a hard copy. So, you know, that's great for California. You know, each year in the U.S., um, up to 10 million trees and 21 billion gallons of water are used to create receipts, uh, which generate 686 million pounds of waste and 2 billion pounds of carbon dioxide, CO2, that's the equivalent of 1 million cars on the road. And those stats are from their uh, video from uh, January 10th, 2019, but not on uh, the web page from the 8th of January, 2019. So I use those stats there. Um, as far as their skip the slip legislation, I talked about the hashtag earlier. Um, you can... Um, check out more on the link that I'm going to put also in the show notes. Um, you can learn more about the state of California and assembly member Phil Ting and he's from district 19 and he's a Democrat from San Francisco. I'm going to put both links, um, one for joining, um, the campaign and the other for the direct, uh, link to support the uh, petition, uh, for the skip the slip, uh, legislation. Um, as far as um, the information for the Capitol Office, the state capitol in California, their P.O. Box is 942-849. And they're in Sacramento, California. Zip code is 942-49-0019. The telephone number is 916-319-2019. And the fax number is 916-319-2119. The district office is um, at the address 455 Golden Gate Avenue, a suite uh, 4600. So uh, that's 14600-14600. Or I should say 14600 um, instead of uh, before. Uh, so it's 14600 and uh, it's in San Francisco, California. Zip code is 94102. The telephone number is 415-557-2312 and the fax number is 415-557-1178. Uh, currently, um, as of uh, August 12th, um, 2019, the bill um, had the you know committee a vote and they voted to pass it, but the current committee motion um, placed uh, the bill on a suspense file. And I'll go ahead and I'll also link um, the um, legislative link for the California um, government that I went ahead and found the bill in, so you can see updates for it if any are available. fact of the day is that a maiden hair fern at the London Zoo by the name of Pete is declared the taker of the first plant selfie. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine in the January-February 2020 issue. Greener Thoughts wants to hear your story. You can self-nominate or nominate an individual 
who exhibits environmental stewardship and protects the environment. If you volunteer in or work in an environmental company, either way, let Green Thoughts know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please send me a voice message. Just click on the third lower link in the show notes. So we've come to the Eco Company Spotlight, one of the more fun times within uh, the Greener Thoughts program. And so uh, it's a time where I review all types of environmentally related products and services, uh, all of whom I love, enjoy, have bought from, supported, um, invested, you know, time and money in, etc. And so I have a wonderful product uh, for, you know, me to talk about to you. And I've been reviewing uh, companies for a while now, since February 2019. And if you, by chance, want to get your ideas uh, out there about a product and have me review it or service that happens to be uh, environmentally friendly, eco-friendly, let me know and do so by voice message or emailing. So I want to talk about the amazing brand, the amazing company called Ollie, spelled O-L-L-Y. Ollie has the mission of bringing wellness, happiness, and a better mind state to you. Their gummy products make you feel calm, de-stress you, and also help you be well. Ollie is also about bringing community and volunteerism with them, and from that, they have done many things. They do employee donation matching. Uh, they have about four hours of volunteer time per employee that they do. And uh, they uh, have consisted of uh, having 100 volunteer hours uh, and counting. Ollie is a member of the Council for Responsible Nutrition and is also a certified B Corp or Benefit Corp, uh, putting people and the planet first uh, in their uh, ethos and also uh, in their company while making sure their values are never compromised. As far as your commitment to sustainability, uh, Ollie does a lot, uh, specifically when it comes to their products mainly. Uh, they're gluten-free and they also have no artificial flavors or colors. And their ingredients are amazing. Um, one of the um, products that I bought recently, um, their ingredient list has a, a ton of different good-for-you ingredients like beet sugar, uh, pectin sugar, that type of um, great sweetness there, natural. And as far as the coloring that they use for the gummies in uh, the product I have, uh, consists of things like pepper, pepper um, types of you know vegetables, um, apple, uh, tomato, sweet potato, and other types of natural foods for their coloring. As far as a warning for those who, for example, have allergies, um, their products are processed in a facility with products that may contain soy. Um, egg, peanuts, tree nuts, milk, fish, shellfish, and also wheat. So if you have any certain allergies, then beware um, when taking uh, the products. As far as their uh, product selection and all that they carry, uh, Ollie has tons of different gummies uh, in the nutrition uh, for you. So they have things for sleep, uh, stress, collagen, and getting that enhancement there. Uh, They have gummies for glowing skin, active immunity support. Also, they have gummies for um, uh, for eating as multivitamins. 
also probiotic support. They also have snack bars and they have gummies specifically uh, also for women, men, and also kids. As far as press surrounding Ollie, they have been in the news um, in, in the following uh, notable publications like Beauty Inc., Bloomberg, BuzzFeed, Forbes, Inc., also InStyle and Pop Sugar, Real Simple, uh, US Weekly or Us Weekly, uh, and also many more uh, types of publications. Uh, as far as their email, uh, they uh, go by uh, where you can contact them at uh, hello at ollie.com. You can also uh, give them a call at 1 844 Hey Ollie. Uh, as far as my experience of Ollie, uh, spelled O L O Y, I fell in love with their goodbye stress uh, gummies so they can help you, you know, keep calm and stay alert. I bought them um, after uh, Christmas, so after um, uh, late December in 2019, and I fell in love with the taste. They're amazing. They are uh, really soft and squishy. I can't get enough of that flavor, um, but I'll have to try more of an experience of them because, again, I recently bought them, so you know I don't have uh, too much. Um, as far as an in-depth, in-depth review, but I love their packaging. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty great. It is plastic, but it is, of course, reusable, um, recyclable. I'll probably reuse it. Um, and they also have other types of packaging too with their gummies. And that, that packaging there is less plastic. So for all those who, um, are trying to reuse your, their plastic, um, or, you know, trying to reuse it in some way, there are options for you. Um, I love their ingredients they have within their gummies. I've talked about like the pectin and the uh, beet uh, type of uh, ingredients there that they use amongst the other types of foods for their coloring, for example. Um, the combination of flavors is really great. You can learn more about uh, their uh, products again on their site. The softness is out of this world. I've never eaten gummies this soft. And they're in they're in the soft in a good way. Soft as in palatable, soft as in squishy, soft as in um you feel like a kid eating candy, but they're good for you and they're good for you. Um the product I got, you know, it'll help you uh, stay calm and you know be uh, less stressed and they're good for you. And the price point also is amazing as well. I got mine on Amazon Smile um, for $10.31. Uh, so it's it's about $3 or so um, cheaper than if you were to go to their site directly. As far as their products, um, you can uh, find them uh, in tons of different stores, uh, also online. So you can go to ollie.com, that's O-L-L-Y.com. I just see their wide selection there in one place. You can also go to Albertsons, Amazon, BJ's, CVS, uh, Giant Food Stores, Harmons. Uh, also, they're available at Hy-Vee, uh, Jet, Kroger, Meyer, Publix, Safeway, Sam's Club, Safe Mart Superstores, Stop and Shop. They're also available on Target. Uh, and in Target and also the Vitamin Shop, Walgreens, Wegmans, and also Whole Foods Market. So when it comes to, uh, lastly, uh, Ali, you can go ahead and check them out on the following social media platforms. Uh, Facebook at uh, Ali Nutrition. 
They're also available on Instagram at Ollie Nutrition, all lowercase, all one word. They're on LinkedIn at Ollie a PBC. That's a Ollie and stands for a Public Benefit Corporation. And then they're also on Pinterest at Ollie a Nutrition. And they're on Twitter at uh, Ollie Nutrition. And then lastly, they're on YouTube at uh, Ollie Nutrition. I want to thank you all for tuning in and listening to this, you know, really um, important episode because, you know, everyone shops or mostly a lot of people shop. Some people use it as a leisure activity. Some people do it for work or for business and they have to shop, you know, in store a lot or sometimes online. Um, this is a preventative measure with uh, resources and everything uh, for those who shop a lot because BPA is a harmful toxin. Uh, there are plenty of com- uh, uh, countries around the world um, that have banned uh, the chemical in use in products um, and processes. So I would love for the U.S. to get on that uh, train. But this is a start. And you know, we can do away with uh, paper uh, receipts and have that be a thing of the past, these thermal receipts. A little bit different than, you know, regular copy paper. There, you know, copy paper is much different and it's not too much of a harm, you know. is is as much of a um, different contrast with copy paper. You, you know, have that ink um, and, you know, most of the time that can be plant-based ink, soy-based ink. Uh, so um, with thermal paper... There is a much, much risk in using it. So be sure to share this episode. If you know someone who shops a lot, uses a lot of copy receipts, um, that thermal paper and everything, and you can, you can possibly save a life um, by sharing uh, this podcast episode. So thank you for uh, listening in, and I hope you enjoyed this episode, and you be on the lookout for the next uh, podcast episode coming up soon. But until then, you all take care and be well. Bye.